0: quest.
1: Hey, how are you? Hello, Canada. You like the dunk tank? Hey, rep, kiss my ed, ed, ed. We messed up. Things got out of hand. Drake's is in bad shape. Don't take my gold you, you wearing your rubber boots tonight. <laughs> so excited to be back on the rubber boots podcast. As always, we like to give you, our beloved listeners, a choice. Wyatt Russell, One of the stars of Goon 2 is our guest today. If you want to listen to Wyatt, it starts about 45 minutes. But we have a whole summer of fun to catch up on on Season 2 of the Rubber Boots Podcast. Hit it, Lester. two! Who would have thought this little show would have been renewed by the network? I think a lot of people thought we would have been canceled after the pilot, like some crappy (laughs) sitcom. Did they know we're even on? No, I I think they they wouldn't cancel us because they don't actually know. I don't think we've listened yet. Uh, By the way, that was... uh, Lester's done a full, that sounded like a full band doing be very the intro. That 80s. That's
2: a full <laughs> well, that's, what, that's, that's basically what the host is, isn't he? <laughs>
1: Uh, Lester, did you, what is that? Was, was that all you playing that different was instruments? That all me. How many yes. instruments? Uh,
3: there are four instruments: so bass, drums, guitar, and then me singing. You're like know,
1: Ed Sheeran. If we see you live and you're singing "Hello," whatever that song <laughs> is, uh, do you have like the foot pedals and like 19 things around? You know, you
3: know what? I do have a loop station, but I I really only use it for for percussion. So I'll I'll be I'll be singing. I'll play percussion. Like a djembe loop, and I'll loop that a and what? then stop and play djembe. What did I'm, say? I'm taking it's, it all in. <laughs> it's a drum. It's yeah. a drum. A djembe is a type of drum. So I'll I'll play djembe and then uh, and then I'll stop singing and play sax over the loop, that kind of thing.
1: Remember yeah. when uh, uh, the Jays had that relief pitcher djembe loop?
3: Wow,
1: <laughs> he was better than Aaron. <laughs> he was. Uh, so welcome to season two of the Rubber Boots Podcast. Um, all of you who are back, thank you. If you're new listeners. Thank you. This is a podcast. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. We talk a little bit about sports, pop culture, fun. Um, we talk about people who po- work here potentially <laughs> sleeping with your mother-in-law if your wife got traded with her in a Freaky Friday incident. That happened. I got a
2: lot of positive
1: feedback on that this summer. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that voice is Puffy. By the way, if you are, I guess for first-time listeners, we should reintroduce everybody. Puffy is my friend. He works with me on hockey. And he has a great segment, which we'll do a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Lester, who you heard do the theme off the show, is a musician and a staffer at TSN. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christoph is once again behind the board the most important guy, because again, if it was to get cancelled, it really probably wouldn't have been the bosses who cancelled us. It probably <laughs> wouldn't have kissed us stuff, got tired <laughs> of it. He said, our, I'm not doing that anymore. But now Stoff's double-dipping because he's doing Jay and Dan's uh, podcast.
2: Oh, so. really? So we'll see you, which has the better yeah, production we'll value. We'll see.
1: Now, I have to say, originally, that's what Stoff did. So we can't get too mad at him oh. true, unless he starts to show.
2: Now, if, that one's going to be on TV, though, right? Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think so. Is it really? Well, they got the big beer sponsor.
2: Beer. All oh, right. Yeah.
1: Yes, and we're not going to name. It's not like
2: we'd want, we wouldn't want
1: to. No, we wouldn't to. want some big. We're not sellouts. We're not selling out to that crappy a beer. Beer, even though we begged for something. it all last year, and Very even though I, even though I had one on the golf course today, I'm not going to plug that beer company that we plugged so much last year yeah. to no avail. Apparently, they sent us some beer, but I haven't got it. Really? Yeah, I think Nicole's got it up in our office. She keeps a stash be, of all the that'll stuff. That'll be
2: nicely uh, nice and warm for us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, You know what we should probably get to? Oh, I want to mention, we we, we mentioned no beer companies, but uh, our good friends at Fandom.
2: Oh, our very good friends. Are back
1: once again. They were our first sponsors last year. Now, last year when we were talking to you in the spring, we did do three summer podcasts, which um, we pretended were live. We didn't really (laughs) pretend they were live. Yeah, We taped them all one day in June. Uh, They went over pretty well, don't you think, Bob? Great. I didn't listen to them. (laughs) Thanks, me neither. (laughs) But Stoff worked hard at them, so I'm sure they were good. And... um, so Fandom was with us when, we were, when they were with us last year. Their app was still in development. Uh, so it's out there now. now still, it's, it's in its preliminary stages. But they kind of want to use our people as a bit of a test audience. Oh, perfect. So if you have iPhone, Android's still a few weeks away. But what we'd like you to do is download the Fandom app. It's an app where you can argue about sports with your friends. You can get to all certain different levels and eventually win prizes. It's very cool. And we're going to do like an interactive. We did a really terrible fandom segment last year. Remember? <laughs> we butchered. We butchered the slogan. The Rubber Boots Podcast brought to you by our friends at Fandom, the Sports App. In your pants, no, that's not it, right? It's like a sports yeah, bar, bar in your p- a sports bar in on your phone. Oh. So this year, I'm, I'm vowing we're going to be better. We're going to be better, and we'll do a fandom segment a little bit later on in the show. Um, very excited also that this is back, because I thought uh, I thought this guy might uh, pull the plug because he is who he is. a big deal. The legend. But with the season one recap and the season two preview
4: here's rod smith on season one of james duffy's rubber boots podcast duffy introduced us to a whole cast of characters who he uses for his own personal enjoyment but will eventually discard like garbage when they begin to bore him they're serious lester musician and preacher what's the quality of my life the right? one I want to live long like to 9095 and be miserable puffy pants pooper and poetic poser of hypotheticals.
2: Or go into a Volkswagen beetle for two minutes with eight clowns some of who have some who have busy hands.
4: Stoff producer and we're pretty sure serial killer. I mean he fits the template perfectly. Quiet, smart has killed a bunch of people. Also bump who's bump again your bump I'm bump and Cade.
1: I was there with you. Oh, (laughs) were you? Yeah,
4: this got awkward. (laughs) Basically seat fillers who Rod Smith, frankly, doesn't even remember. Oh yeah, and of course, Rod Smith, baby. The franchise. The franchise of this podcast. The franchise of this network. The franchise of your girlfriend's erotic imagination. Here now another example of Roddy's award-winning panty-melting voiceover teases. Ahead in season two of the Rubber Boots pod, will Lester ever lighten up? Will Puffy finally cross the line and get shut down by the CRTC? Will Duthie realize Jay and Dan are back, and no one cares about him anymore? Will Stoff quit and kill the podcast entirely because no one else has any idea how to record and upload this crap? And will Rod Smith, baby, finally come clean about his relationship with the entire cast of Bachelor in Paradise? Yes, including the guys. It's the most dramatic season yet. Or at least top two.
1: Very good. Yes, Rod Smith is back and in fine form. Fine
2: form indeed. Great pipes.
1: You wonder where that character's going to go this year.
2: It was pretty dark today. <laughs> it
1: was pretty good. Yeah, he's off to a good start. Uh, you got to have him in again one time. Oh, one time. One time. Are you yeah, kidding? We'll be, des- <laughs> we'll be desperate for guests by week three. Lester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going to make any effort to book real guests last year because I found that just too much damn work. Uh, but if they come to us...
2: As they will.
1: As they have already. So, no. you know, I milked most of the cast of Goon 2, my feature film debut last spring. Yep. And then what happened a couple of weeks ago is Goon 2 came out in the States and on Netflix.
2: Oh, that's a big deal. Mer-
1: big American release. There nice. was no premiere that I was invited to, but there might have been <laughs> one. But, uh, so Wyatt Russell's going to be on the pod a little bit later oh, on. Nice. Do you know who Wyatt Russell is, Yes. Puff. He is the son... Of Goldie Hahn oh, and Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. He played
2: hockey, I remember I know that.
1: Was a hockey player, was a goalie, uh, and has become Did a he play pro hockey? pretty good actor. Played a little bit of pro hockey, yeah. Uh, more mostly in Europe, but then had an injury that ended it for him, but played junior hockey in BC and was really good. Oh yeah. Actually. And then it was nice to be able to
2: fall back on a
1: acting career when right, you right. get hurt from Europe. But you know, I I, I want to kind of ask him, I, he's a really good actor actually. He was in this is forty. Uh, he's been in Goon too. He's doing a couple of things right now. I'm, I'm, we're going to get him on the set of his uh, some new show or, or movie that he's filming. And but I, I want to. What is it like being the sound of like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell? Like, well, yeah. Imagine those parties. They'd There's be in a, Muskoka. Cause they have a yep, place. They had a place, they have in there. In Muskoka, place in Muskoka, right? right?
2: They, they don't anymore. I don't know if they do. I, th- uh, no, I thought
3: they did. They right? still do. The, you know what though? I, uh, you, you've even hearing about them. Right. For years and years living in Muskoka, never a bad word, very cool. No, they apparently very they're very cool. Very yeah, nice yeah. people. And why it's so, a,
1: why it's a good dude. I would imagine. So, uh that's uh a little bit later on in the pod. Yes. Um I think we should do Gosh, we have so much semi so tales I haven't seen. I saw Puffy a couple we played golf
2: twice. Once. 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 Yeah, one time.
1: Uh Lester I've not seen. No.
2: One? I saw Lester in the hallway. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you worked a little bit this summer. Yeah, I did. Stoffe Have, much, have no. you seen
2: Stoff at all? No. Okay. No, last time I saw Stoff was Last year?
1: We could probably, we probably have enough stories from the summer to milk like a month worth of segments. We don't have a song. Lester, can we, do we have oh, a, yeah. a, a s- Boys of Summer or something we could play?
2: Boys I got this, summer, this one here. Summer, summer,
0: All summer.
2: A little Fresh Prince. That's probably my favorite Fresh Prince song. Time to sit back and unwind.
1: Summertime. That's it's all bad. I remember. This is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Yeah, pretty good. See? Yeah. Not bad.
4: This is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness.
1: Was DJ Jazzy Jeff not part of it? Was he gone by no, then? No, I think no, he, was he was part of that. that. He was in the He's video. I think he was barbecuing yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Bar-
1: <laughs> Do you think like the hardcore rappers of today look at those old Fresh Prince videos and go, what well, the hell Well, if you actually look on? at
2: the old hardcore rappers, they weren't as hardcore as... No. We all remember them to be. No. They're,
3: they're not as hardcore as the, as the guys now.
1: Oh, um, no.
3: No. Mind you, if I may say something. I think I'm
1: a harder core when I rap than the Fresh <laughs> Prince Well, He raps mm, happy. Yeah, he's a happy guy. No, it's good. <laughs> you got to love him. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, so it's a segment, I guess. Yeah, summertime. So do you have a favorite summer story? What, what, did, what did you do, Puff?
2: You were in a uh, movie. Were you not? Uh, well, I was, a movie that I was in just came out and, and premiered at TIFF. And what is the movie called? Uh, Kodachrome. It, uh, Who's in it? Uh, Ed Harris. Oh, Jason Sudeikis. A nice. c- good cast. Uh, Elizabeth Olson. <laughs> one of the Olsen twins. Uh, Dennis Hay- Haysbert. I don't know. He was the uh, black president from 24.
5: Oh. Oh,
1: okay.
2: um, Bruce Greenwood.
1: Yes, Bruce Greenwood, a c- Canadian actor has been around a lot.
2: And me. And what did you play? You I were. played a guy walking down the street while Jason Sudeikis' character walked the other way. And, <laughs> and I got cut. <laughs> well, I didn't get cut. You just can't see me in the final print. Now, do you have a, would there be a credit that
1: said guy walking I Sean did get a
2: special thanks. I was, my name's in there. Special
1: yeah. thanks to Sean yeah. Cameron? Well,
2: not just me. There was oh, a bunch of people? A bunch of people, yeah. How did you land that role? A uh, friend directed the movie. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah. Nice. And it's got some Oscar buzz. Has he? Have you shown him any of my scenes from Goon 2? And Do you think like, that he might cast me in something? Potentially. As a love interest? I think he could potentially cast you as a sportscaster named James Duffy. <laughs> I, I do nail that. You know what? Because people th- liked your
1: work in that.
3: I'd love it if you showed him some of my old promos with James. Back in the day maybe I can get the uh, well, Lester extra did a, work.
1: Lester did a lot of stuff. Wow, cool. I was on a, a flight this summer to Halifax, and the guy next to me was watching Goon too. <laughs> and it was really weird.: aren't you, And aren't you in this, the opening scene? Yeah, like right from the beginning of the movie, so and I had a ball cap on like I do today. But uh, I couldn't like I'm like what's gonna happen if he if he recognizes me and
2: hold on you didn't or, right away tap him and be
1: like
5: hey I uh, totally <laughs> hey, movie dude, eh? <laughs> that's me watch this
1: watch this guy watch this watch this T J Miller makes light and then watch this funny face I make.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he was giggling he was at times at your <laughs> parts
1: mostly at other parts but some, you know do you really laugh like, we, do, we have this discussion you do laugh harder I laugh on a, way on an harder airplane. on airplanes but um, it was strange he didn't and he, but he didn't uh, and I was trying to keep a low profile so oh you didn't want the fans no so. you know I, Puffy I can't go anywhere now after the whole movie thing you know what it's like uh, so you were in a film, film uh, yeah. did you go to the, and you went to the premiere? Went to
2: the premiere, went to the premiere. Par- we you, a, there was an after party. Was it crazy? Uh, it was at 5.30 p.m., so it was crazy <laughs> as can be then. But they yeah. had alcohol going, and, and there was I actually read a review of the party. It got three out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give it? I would have given it three out of five stars. Uh, was, was that great. your highlight of your summer? No, it was good. It was actually really good. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was, cause it was a great movie, too. All right. um, but I was drunk a lot of the summer, so that was my okay. Wow. What
1: was the drunkest you got?
2: Uh, pretty much every day. Why? I wasn't working. You, is there? Is it? No so it's the, just we are at cottages all the stage. time. No, the kids are now yeah. able to do their own things so it's able to It's open hard it up it's a bit. hard
1: not to. There's always things. Like I was, you know, we did last year we did what was that thing called? We were going to do where we were going to get in shape. What was that oh, called? Oh yeah. What was that um, called? Fitness
2: Friday. No. What was it called? <laughs> New Jack Summer. New Jack Summer. Yeah. And uh, I put on 20 pounds <laughs> this summer in the last 6 weeks. <laughs> yeah, I've been slacking too. I've gotten a little bit better the last 2 weeks but You know what I found?
1: When when I'm pumped when I'm pumped it affects my golf swing. So yeah. I thought I, that would be an excuse to just slack until I can't play golf anymore. Oh. then I feel a little looser. Because you're too jacked. <laughs> yeah. oh. And if my boobies are soft, oh. I can yeah. I can make a better turn. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger had to lose. <laughs> hey, it's worked for Phil Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Rock had to slim down for his uh, roles, too. Lester, highlight of your summer?
3: Highlight of my summer. Um, you know what? Lots of lots of time on the road, actually. Uh, this, uh, this How was the U2? One?
1: You opened for U2 at the end of their <laughs> <laughs> tour, correct? <right?
3: laughs> that's a, a big, big deal. deal. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's called L1. Um, no, uh, you were on of, the road. You? Your Instagram. No, I was, you're. I off. was on the road. I was on. I was on the road quite a bit. Uh, the Elton Ron band, uh, the Elton John tribute band, I've been doing. We were everywhere from Chicago to Belleville to Brockville. We were just in Peterborough the other day. Yes, um, down in New York, down in Venus Bay New York. So we what kind of lots crowd is that road.
1: for an Elton John cover um, band?
3: Let's put it this way: There's no honeys under sixty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, hey. If I was a road dog, I'd be very disappointed. Yeah. But listen, let's face it: you like you like to see a little eye candy, and it's not uh, okay. Not but do you, you ever have
1: like uh, you know perhaps a sixty-seven-year-old twice divorcee who's looking at Lester the entire show? Yeah, you know, and maybe. I, no, throwing a little something on would, stage at the n- end. No one's
3: throwing anything on on stage. I'll tell you that. But uh, no, I mean, there's there's definitely a couple times when you you see an older lady and she's she's attractive. But you know, I'm not I'm not prominent in
2: that band. I, you do you know, do I Benny? St-
1: do you do the high part of Benny? Benny? We just broke somebody's ear headphones, you sorry just, about that.
2: You just glossed over the fact that he's he talking about 67-year-old women. I he's like, sometimes you just find them really attractive. Oh, sorry, I missed <laughs> no, no, that line. Not the 67-year-olds, but they're somewhat attractive yeah, women even, time from time to
3: time. But, you know, yeah. you know, if somebody brings their granddaughter or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: wow. Hey, I'm sorry, man, you asked me. No, you yeah, know? that's what
1: musicians are, that's what we want to hear yeah. from you.
3: You know, it's not like I was out there, <laughs> you know, I was just playing my horn and...
1: No, Excuse Blah. me? And <laughs> uh, stuff your summer, buddy?
3: I clearly did not have the summer Lester had. <laughs> but uh, I worked a lot and a uh, bit of cottaging, so that was fun.
1: Well, that's nice. Yeah. I had, uh, I was like, never home. I went to Hawaii. Nice. Hawaii, as they like to call it. You Hawaii. Been, is that you how have, they really call it? I don't know. You've been there a couple I mean, times, right? S- something you've, you've like that. You've gone a couple times, right, James? Oh, yeah. Oh, I did a cool thing. Cool thing I did. If you go to Hawaii... Um, have you ever heard of this like swimming with manta rays thing? Not like you know in a little pool area. So you go out, uh, you take a boat out right at sunset, and you go out into the middle of the ocean. And now it's pitch black.
2: No chance. No, no, no. <laughs> no chance. Okay, so well, get, too much respect for Mother Nature. That's better. I so
1: agree. it it is this sort of reef area, maybe three three miles, four miles offshore. And so there's about six boats because these different tour groups, and you get on a surfboard. So you yeah. got mask and snorkels, and actually you got wetsuit on because it's freaking cold. Yeah, and uh, they have two spotlights on the bottom of the surfboard, and then two divers go down with spotlight that shoot the spotlights up. And this is an area in the current which traps all the um, what are the little little things called um, all the little tiny tiny little fishy things. Anyway, they all get sucked in there, and that's what the manta rays feed on. So as soon as you flash these lights, that attracts these things. And then in, within five minutes, there's like 15 giant manta rays, like with 10-foot wingspans, and they're fe- feasting off uh, off the stuff. The and, plank are talking and about? And you're Plankton, e- thank you. Plankton, hello, you win. I swear to God I didn't Winner. Google that. Plankton. So um, then they're rubbing up against you as they, they, they eat with reverse somersaults. Oh. So these giant manta rays are like rubbing up against your belly as they spin, and it's in the middle, you're, pitch, you're in the middle of the ocean, pitch back, except for pitch black except for these little spotlights and there's giant manta rays all Oh, that again. would
2: freak me out you wouldn't do that no chance mm-hmm. like my, ki- my
1: kids were freaked for about two minutes but then they thought it was the coolest thing in the world wow. yeah wow, but I, I did keep thinking what about if the sharks show yeah like well, <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> lot- happened what of happens up there yeah um anyway lots of other stuff went to cabot cabot so good yeah, cabot but... might be my mick ultra of this year where i just mentioned it on every podcast mm-hmm. so they'll have me back <laughs> Cabot, uh, great golf out there. So uh, many how many Nova rounds Scotia, did you get in? James? Five rounds in three, two and a half days. That's really we good. Nova Scotia? Uh, it's on the Cabot Trail, Cabot Nova Scotia. Trail. Cabot uh, Links and Cabot Cliffs, two of the most beautiful places you'll you'll ever see. I've heard of it. Got to play I'm in the Canadian ever. Open Pro-Am. Maybe I'll save that for next week in yeah. case we have no other stories because <laughs> I still haven't started working yet. <laughs> man, I have never tuned out life more in the summer than I did this summer. Good for you, man. Well, to good for me to an extent that Yes, from a family perspective, but I am a professional broadcaster and I have to admit. First of all, I turned on the TV last night and I'm like, "Adrian Peterson plays for the Saints?" <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I was doing like a for my first radio spot and yeah. somebody said, something. Alex Galchenyuk, what do you think this year?" And, and uh, you for, had "No for, idea." For no, what for TV's 10 on. for 10 seconds I went <laughs> Did he get traded? Yeah. Did he get traded? Where did he get traded to? No, wait a second. He didn't get traded. Everybody got traded. Yeah, I think he's going to be good. You know, put him back in center. And- <laughs> <laughs> of course, so, he's going to play the wing. I got a little bit of homework to do, uh, uh, I think. Uh, let's get to... Uh, why don't we get to our new segment? It's uh, the fandom, an actual uh, fandom segment. So what we're going to do... Fandom, again, is an app where you go on and you, uh, you can pose your own questions or there's questions already on there, any questions about sports, goofy questions, things to debate. And they can be as silly as you want. They can be serious. They can be edgy, whatever you want. Now, in a few months, once the whole world is on fandom, what I was thinking is that maybe we'll ask the questions and whoever writes the most cleverest answer or does it through video, whatever, maybe wins a prize. But I think for now, since they're just testing this thing out, uh, we want to generate questions. So what you have to do, we want you to go on fandom and... Uh, come up with a question, uh, and we'll judge the best question. will win something every single week. This line is being post-recorded because I forgot to say it during the podcast. When you're submitting your question on Fandom, please use the hashtag Rubber Boots. Put that with your question so we know it's you. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And we'll all answer the question and, and participate in it. So again, uh, download the Fandom app on the App Store. You have to have iPhone right now. Android is coming. And next week, we'll award the best question that we like, and, that we, and then we'll, do, we'll debate the question on the show. Okay, and so we'll answer the question. It's going to be a little like Puffy's hypotheticals, but we can do oh, we can do doubling segments exactly,
2: or we can skip one. one. So oh, this
1: probably. this question now for this first week because we're posing the question. Yes. we want you to go answer the question as well. So maybe the best answers I'll read on the podcast next week. Perfect, and Perfect. then we'll award something for the best question. I'll make sure all my buddies are week. writing in. Right. So we came up with this question, and it's kind of a kind of a Puffy's hypothetical type question. Yes. If you could have this is on the Fandom app. You can go on and vote and, and put your comments. You could have half of Tom Brady's life. Which half would you take? You can be the quarterback, throwing touchdowns, winning Super Bowls, chest bumping with Gronk, or you can be Tom Brady off the field, married to Giselle, jet-setting around, partying your ass off, mega-rich, Puffy, what do you want?
2: Well, are you mega rich as a football player as well? You
1: are, but you're only really living the football, football life. life. You're only living Sundays, Monday nights. Well, Super
2: that that way. Then I'll definitely go with the jet set lifestyle. Why? Just because the football player, it's mostly meetings and all that crap. You, the this, the football that's only three hours. That's fine. The rest of it's going to be a grind. So I'm taking the nice laissez faire lifestyle,
3: Lester. You know what? Um, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here just because I want to go against Puffy. I want to say on the field, winning the Super Bowls, you want the status. You want the
1: Americani. You want the hero. I'm with Lester. I want to be out there. I mean, Tom Brady and I have similar paths with my touch football. We've won yes. a lot of championships, both of us. And yeah. I just, I've had the glory. True. But I want to be out there throwing. And plus, Giselle, you know, it might not be as good as you think, Puff. You're looking at her and saying, I have a supermodel wife. Yep. Great kids,
2: I can throw the football with
1: in the mm-hmm. yard. You can eat that vegan. You can eat that kale every night.
2: No, I can buy a steak. She'll let me have a steak. Won't well, she? Not uh, she'll no. let me have a steak? No, that's not happening. That's I'll sneak a steak.
1: No, on the private jet. You have, I mean, you, how many kids has
2: he got? Like I, seven? I don't what? know. He's got a couple. You got that to deal with. Yeah, kids are great. You have concussions. You don't even know your name in about three years. <laughs> Giselle already gave it up. She said he's got all the, he's got all the bad heads. Tom's got it all together. And I don't care. He never denied it. I want to soak in the 80 grand, the 80,000 people chanting my name as I pick up my sixth or whatever. They all Super have Bowl. Boston accents. That's not, It doesn't sound as good in a Boston Damn, accent. Hey, Tom. How are you? How are Stop, you, what, do you what do you
1: want? Uh, I'm going to go for the Super Bowls and not the avocado ice cream. See? Wow. So it's only. Wow. You know, I knew you'd take that because you're so shallow.
2: What's, what's shallow. what's shallow about it? Well, you just take the supermodel and the money and the parties, and that's what you're about. You basically have 16 games and three hours at a pop that are fun. And even that, you're getting your ass kicked half the time. Like, it's not that much fun being Have you seen NFL my division? I'm not getting my ass kicked in that division.
1: That's true. <laughs> Rough opening night against well, KC, that's about conf-
3: it. That's a that's a good question though. But well, yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're hand in hand for me really. I mean, you 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 can't have one without the other. But <laughs> that was the question you <laughs> dumbass, you have to choose <laughs> one of
2: them. You know what? I'm going to take both. You suck on fandom. <laughs> uh
1: so again, uh download the fandom app, uh come up with a question, the best question, uh we will debate next week on the pod. And then we'll give you something. Now, right now, uh, I have a bunch of my books. So I'm going to give signed copies of my books. Now, I'll sign them exactly the way you want. Now, this second print... Uh, oh, probably third ooh, at this point. Ooh, wow. wow! Yeah. And I'll sign it the way you want. If it wants, like, "Dear Heather, I'm your real father," I'll sign that. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. But we hope to get some nice. other prizes throughout the year that we'll give away every week during or after our fandom segment, the fandom sports app.
3: That was a little too quick, by the way. What do you Dear mean, "Dear Heather, I'm your father"? That's
1: hilarious. <laughs> I might have signed that a few times <laughs> on my. Uh, My many book tours, Puffy. (laughs) Fandom Sports app, the only app where you get to argue about sports and win stuff. Vote on arguments, post your own arguments, win fights, collect points, and win cool stuff. Fight with your thumbs, not your fists. The Fandom Sports app available now on the Apple Store and coming soon to all of you Android users. Well, let's do uh, the segment that basically... uh, has led to our thinking on the fandom segments and that is the legendary puffy's hypotheticals Yo. All these remixes I know you know I maybe I kind of like I like the old one i 'm oh. a vintage guy, <laughs>
2: you can still have the old one if you want to no, but
1: I think you like you spent so
2: much time yeah, the you old know, one feels so this, retro it's at least a three or four week run Hold we on. Back. okay, so we may maybe we 'll have a vote yeah well let's <laughs> fandom <laughs> questions <laughs> listen,
1: which version <laughs> of puffy 's hypotheticals do you prefer do you want
3: I will say yeah. this uh, i I, uh, I I'd said to you guys before we ended the uh, the last show that. I was going to do something with that song because mm-hmm. i love yeah. i love that groove did you oh, yeah, did you? I just recorded um that the other day mm-hmm. so i i 'm going to use that as the bed track, but that's that 's the groove and everything, and right. that you know I'm going to change the words a little bit. Puffy's
1: not going to be in it. I'm sorry. Well, that's disappointing. But uh, you know what? Um, it's going like to it. be a hit is, now. Is bed track a musician's term for the, the track that will get the ladies in bed with you? No. No, no, sir. This means the bass. It
3: just means the, the instrumental But you're going to rewrite track. the song, right? I'm going to rewrite so it's the song. Gonna be... I've, already re- I've actually already re- rewritten it, basically. But I've got a few right. ideas and right. more people I want to bring involved, actually. I've got a, a female vocalist I'm thinking of that's going to sing that hook. and Madonna.
1: Yeah, 67 year old groupies are always at my show <laughs> they come backstage and no I don't know
3: where that's going <laughs> you know exactly where I was going <laughs> uh
1: what's your question this week Puffy now last year we did like two questions every week because we started off with three well it was we, very so, ambitious we kind of thought that we was, it was only going to last three weeks and then I'd, I'd get bored or we'd get cancelled yeah and now we're season two and uh, we've, I've promised 30 episodes to the fandom wow. people. By you the really? Way. <laughs> it's impressive. a 30 episode deal, <laughs> so that's almost every week all year. Not quite. We got a yeah. few weeks to play with. There's World Juniors and a few things we won't be able to do them for. Yeah. But uh, so we'll maybe limit it to one question. Maybe we won't do Puffies every week. That's we fair. have so many segments now. We're,
2: we're segment heavy, and sometimes. we're going to
1: do. We're going to have 10, 15 new ones probably. There's a whole bunch of stuff in the hopper right now. Our, percul- our team percul- of producers and writers
2: <laughs> percolating. Uh, go ahead. Uh, if Donald Trump bought your favorite team, would you still cheer for them? That's the president of the United States. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, man. So in, in my case, the Niners.
2: Yes. If Trump bought the Niners. They're going to be the best team, so that's a good thing. Why? Because he says everything's going oh, to be, right. be the best. Best team ever.
1: There's never been a team like this. The top, top, top uh, team. This team's brilliant. done more in the first eight months. <laughs> I don't think I could. So you know I, I think it's reached that level where I don't, I don't know if I could turn that off. Look, there's been a lot of f- owners in sports before.
2: Yeah, bad guys.
1: Actually, you know, even Jed York, who kind of runs the Niners now, I can't stand. And I still cheer for them. But Don's a whole new
2: level. You know, he's going to put money in the club. Man. Could I, se- could I separate Sunday? I'm going to have to say no. I just So, you would stop watching their games? Yes. I'm going to make that be my protest. Now, hold on. I'm going to just say because you can be a bit of a fair weather fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, when your 3 and 13 Niners are on, it's not that big of a give. This have, is a Super I have Bowl... no idea
1: who's starting at linebacker for us right now. I <laughs> this, think Navarro Bowman's back, but that's it. This is a
2: Super Bowl contending team. <laughs> oh. And you, but he's the owner, so he'll be the one pumping the trophy nope. in the air.
1: I'm going to say no. Wow. Can't
2: do it. Lester?
3: Um, in my case, it would be the Montreal Canadiens. Or the it's Calgary been, Flames. Uh, and it's been a long time since the Cups. 1993 is a long time yep. away from now. Um, he's the owner. Um, uh, not my favorite guy at all, but... If the team's there and my players are still there and I, the coach I believe in, yeah, I will cheer for that team. Hold on one
1: second. I'm going to take this call from my daughter, Gracie. Gracie, we're trying to tape a podcast. What's up? I don't know when the podcast is done. Puffy's being a little long-winded today, so it might be a couple of hours. Do you need me for anything? A 7, 7 p.m., honey. We'll get you there, okay? I know. I know I'm the best dad in the world, honey. I know. No, you don't have to keep saying it. I know. <laughs> Yes, yes, I know, I love you too. I know, I know I'm the best. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's my daughter, Gracie, oh. wondering when her physio appointment is. Uh, how's, her, how's the leg? How is the How is the ACL How is the It's coming along. Yeah? Is she going
2: to be ready for next spring?
1: I'm trying to push her. The, the doctor said a year. I'm like, if you're not sprinting in four months, you're not my daughter. No, she's doing. She's doing really well. She's awesome. uh, she's running now. She just uh, can't compete in full contact yet.
2: <laughs> it's soccer though, There's no,
1: she's cool. in MMA. I've got her in uh, MMA. No,
2: she... <laughs> I thought it would be a good you way saw, to rehab. <laughs> you saw all the money in the McGregor fight. Oh you said this is this is good for my daughter. This, this, absolutely. By
1: the way, I watched that fight at this. Uh, I was in Michigan for a daughter's soccer tournament. My other daughter. Yeah. And we were at the skankiest dive bar ever,
2: nice. ever nice. in the
1: middle of nowhere. And, you know, Bobby was tweeting me something about a fight. I said, I could not have beat up anybody, male or female, in that bar. Really? Wow. Like, those were the, among the toughest women I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and there was something going wrong with the satellite feed, and the fight oh, was they, delayed 45 they, minutes. Yeah. And I thought... There was going to be gunfire and really? all sorts of things. So uh, well,
2: Michigan can be tough. They got the Michigan Michigan's, militia there. Yeah. Like, there's some dodgy spots, some beautiful, beautiful spots too. <laughs> we're not, look at the
1: Michigan Tourism
2: Bureau. is <laughs> I not, love not going to sponsor <laughs> the park. They have podcast. that like music that's like from like a river runs through it.
1: Wish you were here. Words we've often seen on postcards and letters from friends and family. Luckily, there's an entire state that whispers, "Wish you were here." Your trip begins at michigan.org. dot
2: org. I um, get all of them? I was down in Holland,
1: them. Michigan
3: earlier this year. Yeah, it was nice. For a gig? Holland, yeah, it was with Elton. It's nice with I Elton. Was, with, Elton. <laughs>
1: with Elton. With Elton Ron. <laughs> Elton Ron. <laughs> Shouting out to Elton Ron. <laughs> Who's the lead singer for Elton Ron? Ron Camilleri. Yeah. What wow. is what's and does he does he sound like him? He listen. You can close? you bring me? Can you bring us a, a little tape or something so I can hear? Uh, it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Because oh. I kind of grew up. My sisters were in Elton John, so that was kind of my music, like the '70s stuff. When, yeah. I, when I was a little kid. I had to listen to that all the time, well, so I know it off by heart. Ron has ties to I sports. I remember those East End lights, mugging nights, curtain Strong. Sorry, no that's all right. Fun that is. <laughs> Someone saved my life tonight. I believe that it? It?
3: you are correct. You. One, wow. Listen, I was going to say, you close your eyes, you think you're at a, a '70s Elton show. It's that good. Really? It's like that really. That's why tight. we're that busy. It's really good. And I was going to say, Ron has Ron himself has ties to sports because his dad was Charlie Cavalary.
1: Uh, Hall of Fame uh 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 Toronto Argo. Mike Camillary's dad. <laughs> I, assume, I thought Mike I threw Camilleri's that out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'd swing that by and nobody would
2: notice. No. Puffy,
1: did you vote on this uh your favorite uh, no, team? I would uh So does he own the Blue Jays or the Leap? He would own
2: MLSE. Well, they don't own the Blue Jays. Exactly. My favorite teams are the Raptors and the Maples. okay. And so he owns so, MLSE. And so that's two teams, so I'm really all in on the Donald. Um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. I know some people, but...
1: Okay, so you're at...
2: The Leafs are in the... I could care, care who lasts who owns it. The, the Leafs are in the, the
1: conference top. final. No problem. Okay? They're up three games to one. Yeah. Puffy's had too many, as per always. Yep. He's wandering through the halls of the ACC yep. between periods, and the Donald walks by. Do you high-five big, him? No, big hug. I
2: go in for a bear <laughs> hug. <laughs> <laughs> i like, disgusting. we did it, Donald.
1: We did uh, it. You're disgusting. Well, to your, point, baby. to
3: your point, James, I mean, there's a lot of dodgy owners in, in sports. I know, but you. he's... Come on. He's, yeah, come on, but listen, like, look at this dude,
2: Sterling, that, that dude, yeah, come on. He's, he's better than, wow. Well, yeah, you're right, he might Hold be on, better. is he better? <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that, that's cool. Maybe that's Puffy's hypotheticals. That's who's another, the, who's
1: the more asshole owner? Yeah. No, Don tight. Sterling's pretty bad, but they're the yeah. s- same wavelength. Stoff, uh, who's your favorite team again? Uh, Leafs or Eagles, I guess. Yeah, you okay with the Don as your owner?
3: I don't know, I don't think I could uh, support no. that. It'd thank be you,
1: thank you, Stoff.
3: Not
2: a, not, see, not a you know.
1: Here's the difference: It's principles. We have principles. Puff, you have no principles. I just want to see my team win a trophy. Lester's so desperate. You see, Lester has principles when it's convenient yeah. for no, him. No, yeah, no, no.
3: At least right? I'm consistent. Wow. Yeah. Well, listen. I'm saying. I'm saying this. Look, the, the United States of America is run by Donald Trump right now. We're, and, you know, I'm going to assume that we're not all fans of his. But we still have people in the United States that we love and care about. So we're rooting for the United States. So why can't I say, you know, <laughs> what? this is not serious luster.
1: Oh yes. Is, oh, yes, oh yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Play
3: it. Play it, stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you that sounded like a political speech. Yes. Look, I'm just saying to you. We, like, I mean, we live in Canada. Our friends to the south, we still love you despite your political representation. (laughs) I'm Lester (laughs) McLean of Elton Ron and the Rubber Boots Podcast.
6: I'm running for the
2: Senate. Would he say Rubber Boots first or Elton Ron first? (laughs) Probably Elton Ron. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Do we have any other segments
1: we want to do this week? You know, I, I don't I don't even have anything, I uh, things I saw on Twitter, but now I want to hear all the remixes. Is there, uh, <laughs> should we play just the, can we, do you have that No, No, I don't, no, I want to get those two. How about the, Ur- what's, the a, what's the, what's the Urban, Urban Dictionary, Dictionary one, yeah. one called? Play that one.
0: in a familiar and impossible position for song about the definitions in the Urban so I grab my pen for put it to paper. I'm not only a singer, but I'm a hit maker. Take, for instance, the word ascertain. What does it mean? And what can be gained from knowing? Well, be glad you asked, because it's someone who entertains
2: with a van. Wow. Well, that's pretty good.
1: Was that the one from last year? Or was that a remix? Too? That's the one from last year. No, we only did that, that one was a couple so times. Good. Hey, Puffy,
2: do you have? Are we actually going to do I, I that do. Well, segment? my buddy Chris gave me one, so oh. I, I do have it. Okay, one.
1: let's do it. Now, Again, again, for our new listeners... The point of this segment is that uh, we're old and uh, uh, kind of out of touch with reality. And so Puffy brings a Urban Dictionary term, and we try to figure out what it is and what it means. So go ahead, Puffy. What do you got this week? Uh, the term is cross-faded. Cross-faded. Yes.
2: Cross-faded. What does it Can mean?
1: Can you—do I—are you allowed to use it in a sentence, or that gives it away?
2: No, I can't use it in a sentence. Because it'll give it away? Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: Cross-faded. Oh, man, like I don't, I don't even know where to start with that. Cross, give me a little hint.
2: So I don't said even have I'm, a guess. I'm cross-faded.
1: So I, you, the way you would say it is Puffy is cross-faded, man. Yeah. Okay, cross-faded. Um, I think that you're just, uh, I'm going to go with the faded part, and you're just, you're not with it anymore, man. You've lost it. Like Puffy lost was, your mind? Puffy had no. Puffy had it for a while. He was the guy, but man, he's cross-faded. I don't have no time for him anymore. Okay. <laughs> I don't know close. Uh,
3: Lester? Uh, wow. Um I I mean, I know what it I kind of know what it means in the musical sense.
1: Yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm that sure. show that our Elton John show the other night in Timmins was crossfaded, man. It wasn't just faded; it was crossfaded. Oh my god! Wow, Timmons. the groupies after they were crossfaded,
3: crossfaded, cross-faded yo yo. Um, I know what I mean in audio terms, but. Um, Oh, yeah, it's a soundboard term. I finally it's a got soundboard, it, soundboard, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: a soundboard. No, it is. It is. I didn't even
3: get that part. No. I was thinking like a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> like a fade. Um, uh, I, hey, I, you know, cl- I, you know, I'm I know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of something. Some, um. Uh, well, what does it mean in musical terms? That kind- well, it kind of means that you're, you're. If you have two sounds or two, or two, um. A, a track. Let's say I'm playing a, a guitar part. And I punch in somewhere right. and, and, and do it again. What the audio engineer would do is cross it so it seems seamless. So it sounds like a one part. Um, right? So it sounds like it would be a positive mm. thing, maybe. So, so you're going to so, say,
1: so, your guess is going to be... This, I, this is a positive thing.
3: Uh, uh, so uh, to that end, I'm going to say um, somebody who has...
1: Um, had a threesome. <laughs> no, because the way you said it, you got one that's thing, true. you blend in the other thing. Yes, Yo, I went to the bar the other night, Tiffany and Heather were there, and we got, we got cross We cross-faded, yo. <laughs>
3: I, I feel like, I, I'm going to say it's somebody I don't somebody know why I keep doing this, boy. I, really know. I don't know why. Like, like,
2: what are they? Yo, yo, cousin, you should be, be, you should be
3: doing smacking, son. <laughs> What's up, cousin? Um, I'm going to say oh, that somebody who is, has resurrected themselves in some way. All right. Right. I, I'm, well, not, I'm not sure about
2: so that. Do you want to guess off guess. or do you just want him to give the answer? I going to know. know. Uh, someone that's intoxicated is my guess or no? Uh, half right. All so right. what does it mean? To be drunk and high at the same time.
3: Well oh. Well, intoxicated.
2: Yeah. Well, he's yeah. right. That yeah. stock was right. Did
1: you know that or were you
2: just No, guessing? I was just guessing off the faded part. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I was pretty much right because uh, I don't but, like hanging out with people that are <laughs> high drugs. and drunk at the same time. <laughs> so i say Puffy, he's cross faded. I want no Probably part of
3: Cross faded, yeah. Oh man. Just man. say no.
1: Do you think this podcast makes me look dumber and dumber every week? Uh less cool. It hurts my
2: <laughs>
1: national broadcast reputation.
2: Uh Nobody thought no. I would Nobody
1: thought I was cool anyway. No. Right?
2: Yeah, I know people think Why don't you cool. you see if I
1: was smart, you would feed me the answers and so I would look cool and you'd say crossfade and I'm like puff obviously drunk and high <laughs> at the same time.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um so let's not do any more segments this week. How long have we been going for here? Stuff like 35, 40 minutes or something like that? An
2: hour, 15.
1: Oh, good. No, Lord. No, no,
3: no. We're about 45 in, right? Stuff?
1: All right. So uh, let's get to We want to keep them around an hour this year. I always feel like it's a gym workout. You go to the gym. The kids put on the Rubber yeah. Boots podcast. They pump it for a while. They leave happy. They have a high.
2: People tell me in their car. In their car drives. In their car? But they say 45 to an hour. Do you think I'm sure people Ron, Think uh, people listen double. to
1: us cross-faded? <laughs> I think They should. <laughs> You think it'd be better. I think it'd be better. Yeah,
2: we'd definitely be fun. Here. We
1: can't, we can't endorse this stuff. It'd be fun if we did a podcast. Cross-table. Well, pretty soon we'll be able to endorse it. That's right. legal in this country. That's legislation right. that could
3: be a sponsor. <laughs> of course, we might not. <laughs> That's very true. Not on the property, of course. You
1: know the dude who uh, the biggest pot company in Canada is called Canopy Growth. Apparently, it's a yeah. billion-dollar company already. The dude behind that was a guy I went to university with. And and it, you mean your
2: new best friend? Yeah, his
1: name was Bruce Linton. He was always really smart. Yeah. But we used to party together in university, and then I pick up the Global Mail one day. and It's like, Canada's first billion-dollar pot company, and there's Bruce's head. Oh, wow! Shout out to Bruce.
2: Yes. Well done for him. Can the I Rubber
1: ask- Boots Podcast, sponsored by Canopy <laughs> Growth, Canada's number one pod company.
3: I think it would Can be I ask good? a question of you, James. Yeah, sure, um, Lester. I don't know if we're wrapping this up, but I'm very curious. Have you had any dreams? <laughs> Why are you so polite?
0: Serious Lester. I, yo, well. well Sorry,
3: uh, I'm so polite.
0: Um, like you, we've known each other 50 I, years before. Can James, I ask you James, something?
1: James, I don't mean to interrupt you right now at this point in time, man, but I, I would like to ask you something. Sorry. <laughs> I swear no, I'm not you, making... No, because you're the, that's what I mean. You're just like the nicest guy. I guess I'm used to Puffy. He'll just say like... Just blurt something. Yo, just James, blurt it out. let me ask you something. You know? Yeah, exactly. No.
3: Um, any dreams this summer? Any dreams?
1: I do have dreams, but I was kind of hoping uh, we could get a sponsor for that. You know, like Sleep... Sleep Country Canada? Oh, that'd be a yeah, good one. Be a good or idea. those My Pillow guys that are on the radio no, all the time. No, do
2: not the My Pillows. They, they are everywhere. Right. Like uh, we got Sirius satellite in the car now because we got a new vehicle. Sirius Luster. And every com- every station across the states does those My Pillows. They're not special at all. Right. I, mean, I
1: have uh, written down such as my love to the podcast to three very detailed. Dreams uh, that I had this summer wow. that I will share with you, but why don't we save that till next week? Okay, probably a good idea. All right, and Looking oh, but why don't we do this? We could do the song though, right?
3: Oh, yeah, I have. Uh... Why
1: don't we do it? We, we have it in the system, but let's do it ourselves, right? So, baby, dry your eyes, save all the tears you cry,
5: because that's
1: what dreams are made of. I got a little growly there. Yeah, <laughs> I think I should be the lead singer of Elton Ron. <laughs>
2: that would be amazing.
1: We're going to bring a little Elton Ron to the podcast uh, and uh, maybe hey, have him on. Some he right? totally come on. Yeah? I'll tell you right
3: now. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, Wyatt Russell is uh, the one of the stars of Goon Two, amongst other things in his career. He is the uh, son of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. He's very, very good, dude. And uh, he's going to join us here. I think that uh, Lester has a little tune to play in Wyatt Russell. See you next week.
0: Wyatt Russell, welcome to the Rebel Boost Podcast.
1: Thrilled to be joined by my co-star in Goon: Last of the Enforcers. <laughs> yeah, you can, I was going to giggle, but you—you you can laugh. It's Wyatt Russell. You see? Do you mind <laughs> that I lie to people and I say that? When I see you in movies no, or whatever, I say that was my co no, my co star. Well, it's kind of a lie. It's not a lot. It's a bit of the a truth. lie. It's a bit of a
6: lie. You were in the movie. You are a star.
1: You were a star. Like, so we are so co stars.
6: Yes, exactly. There you go.
1: If I get a T shirt like with your <laughs> so face on work. it that says "my co star," would that be okay? If I walked around
6: Toronto, yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. That'd awesome. be fine as long as I can get one with yours on it. <laughs> well, that would be awesome. If we can walk around the together.
1: That would be amazing. <laughs> and if you got on T M Z or something, that would be make my life. What are you doing? What are you yeah, where I'm, are you? What are you shooting right now?
6: I'm in Atlanta. Okay. Uh and I'm shooting a show called Lodge Forty Nine. I'm literally about to start in a week here on the sixth. And uh yeah, I just got back from London about like I had about a two-week break from the last movie that I did which is what and, uh, now I'm back working again. a movie called overlord it's JJ uh, J. Abrams produced it <clears throat> it's a uh, bad robot paramount movie kind of Julius Avery directed it. he directed a movie called son of a gun okay are you that a badass cool.
1: are you a badass in this movie
6: um, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess. Yeah, I'm badass as badass as I could muster. Uh I'm a, I'm a good guy, badass. I'm a, okay. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a World War Two badass. You're so. you're heroic. I'm killing I'm killing Nazis. Nice. That's makes a, never makes a bad being thing. a thing. It makes being an asshole in a badass time.
1: Very timely too.
6: <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> totally.
1: And so yeah. you're not you're not, not playing you're not playing an athlete in this one because you're you have a long string now of hockey players and a baseball player and a football player and and so on and so on. No. I know. Now you were typecasting. In, the, in, this,
6: in this show. In this show, I, I I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm, I actually have a sports diversion. So. <laughs> I'm not only do I not play sports, I'm I'm horrible at them, which is what like, I'm really excited about.
1: Is that actually hard to do?
6: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do everything backwards. So it, it, honestly, yeah, it would be hard to to if I'm playing baseball to throw. If you know how to throw a baseball, it's hard to not. It's hard to kind of like not look like you can play. I know cuz I'm I'm such a
1: good I'm such a good athlete Wyatt. I don't think I could look bad. I don't know how I could do
6: that. <laughs> well, you want it to be real. I don't want to act like I'm not doing it. So right. if I if I do it the other with the all the other opposite hand, I will truly be horrible. That's how I'm, that's my plan of attack.
1: Um, I'm really glad you could join us, and uh, you were kind enough. I've only met you once, and that was at the Goon premiere, and we we talked for a couple minutes at the after party. And uh, I've always kind of been fascinated with your life uh, because it has this Hollywood side to it and this Canadiana side to it. So give me a little, like, how did it happen? You you were born in L.A. For those listening who don't know, uh, why does the son of... uh, of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. So were you born in in, in L.A., and then did you spend time in Toronto? How did you become a hockey player?
6: Yeah, I was born in L.A. Um, We spent a lot of time in Colorado and L.A., so we would sort of go back and forth from there for a little while. Then I was about, yeah, then I started playing hockey. The way I started playing hockey was um, my parents were working in Toronto, and uh, my dad took me to an ice rink just to, like, kill time one, one day, and I was three. And as she, I, I've said this before, as cheesy as it sounds, like, it is my first memory that I can, like, lucidly remember. I can remember everything about the, the moment of the day where I got the, down to this gray, double-bladed size, like, 10-kid skates like a guy in jeans like racing around the ice rink and I was kind of like wow like for some reason it hit me it was like this is awesome <laughs> and I would just like kind of walk from bench to bench on the ice and my my dad was there you know freezing his you know freezing his ass off while I was thinking this was the greatest thing in the world
1: You can say balls.
6: And I was there for like hours. Like I was there for hours and 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 when he left uh he went up to the skate guy and he was like, "How much for these skates?" And the guy was like, well, we, I, "I can remember it happening." And he goes, "Like, well, they're not for sale." And my dad was like, well, "Okay, how about I take them and leave you twenty bucks." <laughs> so I had these—I I had this experience where I went home, and he was like, "I'll put you into hockey," and all of a sudden, I started. It was just immediate. It was like, "This is what I'm supposed to do." And at five years old, that's all I wanted to do ever. For, there was nothing else. And
1: how did you—you you, uh, you became a goalie?
6: Yeah, I became a goalie because once I started playing, like, you know, organized hockey, it became very clear. I I, I didn't like losing. I didn't like losing. And (laughs) every time I looked up at the scoreboard at the end of the game, it was like, well, okay, if they don't score any goals, then we'll never lose. And and that was my thought process behind, like, okay, well, I'll stay back here with the goalie. So I was playing out, and – I would the, eventually the play would go into the other end, and the offensive zone and I'd stay back with the goalie. I'd be like, we're gonna stay here. Two goalies are better than one. So, and they'd be like, go up, like get out there, like go get into the play, and I wouldn't do it. So my coach said, look, if he doesn't play goal, if I don't put him in permanent goalie, then like I, I, we can't be on the team. And so my dad didn't want me to play because He thought I wouldn't have fun and the pressure and all that. And I, I for whatever reason, I loved it. So that was around seven years old. I, I became like full-time goalie. And I just, you know, I went from there. Um, I played on the Junior Kings growing up. That was like the team in LA that you kind of had to play on to be able to go anywhere.
1: Was there uh, other Hollywood kids playing on either on the team or in the league?
6: Uh, Hollywood kids. Like, you mean, uh... You know, guys
1: who I'd recognize the
6: name people. now? Yeah. So, um, I mean, there were other kids who played, but they weren't any good. Uh, it, it wasn't like... There, there was something in me... First of all, my dad played professional sports. My grandfather played professional sports. My, my, my family is more of actually weirdly sports-driven than they are film-driven, especially yeah. in early life. So, like, that's, you know... Kurt was a not good baseball good player.
1: Kurt was a professional baseball player, he, was he not?
6: Yeah, he played double-A for the uh, Angels and Padres system when he was 22. He got he tore his rotator cuff and got injured and couldn't play anymore. And he was, like, leading the league in hitting at the time. He, he was great. <clears throat> he was a really great—he was a better baseball player than I was a hockey player. He, hmm. he, was, he was truly a great baseball player. Um, and his father was a baseball guru g- guy in Southern California who— There's actually a great documentary called Batter Bastards Baseball on Netflix that my cousins made about him that really was awesome to show the world because everybody really got to saw Bing, my grandfather, and how adept he was at the game of baseball. He really was sort of a legendary name in Southern California in baseball.
5: Hmm.
6: So I was supposed to be a baseball. Hockey was for fun. Baseball was for real. So baseball was like, no, that's what you're going to do. You're going to be a catcher. You're going to hit 285. You're going to make the all-star team and you're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> and I was good at baseball. I, I was, I, I could naturally genetically, I can get out of bed and I can, you can throw a bit a, a projectile at me and I can hit it. I, I don't know why. It's just like, it's was I was always good at, it. but I, I just didn't like it that much. And then I got hit with a ball and I started getting scared of the ball. And my dad hated that. And I, and I for some it clicked in my brain where I was like, well, at least playing goal, like, I know I'm supposed to get hit with a puck. Playing baseball, you're not supposed to get hit with a ball. So when, I get, when you get hit, it hurts. You've got no pads on. It like, sucks. So I'd much rather go and play hockey and where you're supposed to be tough and you're supposed to get hit. And, like, something weird in my brain. But anyway, that, that passed. And uh, then I started playing minor hockey and played in the World Championship in Quebec and... We won that, um, and had all these moments throughout my young life that where I went like, oh, he, I can really do this. And at 14, I got drafted into the WHL by Prince George at the time, and that was around the time where I was like, okay, this is like something I'm, I I can actually do. Uh, this is this is a path that I can actually take and work hard enough at it. I can see where I go. Met with a goalie coach in Vancouver named Paul Fricker who uh was the exact right person for me to further my career in hockey. played junior for a team called the Richmond Sockey's when I was 16, and then uh moved to a team called the Coquitlam Express, and then I started moving around. I played in the USHL for a while, played in Ontario, got a scholarship to go play in Alabama for the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Uh, injuries. All that stuff started happening when I was about nineteen, twenty. My life went from going, oh, like, this is what you're going to do. This is, there's no, this is it. You're going to walk up the middle. You're going to go to college. You're going to go play in the American League. You're going to play. That's, what you're, that's how it goes. And the injuries started happening, and that little, like, little doubt started creeping into my mind of going, like, okay, well, maybe this isn't what you're going to do. And uh when I got the opportunity after I pulled my groin a few times in college, I... uh I was like, "Well, I want to go have an experience. I want to get out of here. I want to go play in Europe. And I got a contract to go play in Germany. I played there for death. tore my hip apart, tore my right side apart, and couldn't ever play hockey again and that was when I was twenty four so that was sort of my path um in as short as I can tell it uh, <laughs> to professional. Hockey and then leaving
1: it. Well, it's in, it's interesting symmetry with your dad, who his baseball career ends with an injury, and uh, that's the gift to acting, and, and and same with you. I I'm curious when when you were in the BCHL uh, with those teams, and what was what was that like? Because I know hockey players are ruthless and the chirping, and so here's this kid who comes in, and Goldie Hawn mm-hmm. and uh, Kurt Russell are in the crowd, and you're playing junior hockey. Uh, w- do you get Ripped a lot, or were they okay no. with you? <laughs> what do you think?
6: <laughs> okay, what did you hear? You can answer that question. I, uh, I remember the first, yes, the answer is absolutely, obviously, yeah. You've you got to grow. Look, it was part of what it was. It's part of life. It's part of what you have to learn with anything. Is like there's a reality to your situation. I'm privileged in, in, in many, many ways. And then you go to a place like that, and you've got to deal with that. And you have to face that reality. So when, you know, the biggest guy on Abbotsford comes up and says, I want to knock your teeth out and get people magazine, you're like, okay, well, (laughs) what do I do about that? Well, you got to learn to, to deal with it. And the way I kind of dealt with it wasn't, I knew that me getting angry and learning how to fight, and like that's not what you, how you deal with it. You deal with it by putting your nose down, you don't talk. You don't be what anybody, everybody expects you to be. It wasn't who it was in my nature anyway, so it wasn't like I was fighting myself. But you you just put your nose to the grindstone and you go to work. And you're the one at 7 in the morning on Saturdays who's at the rink. You're the one. <clears throat> and eventually people start to see that. Hockey's a small world, especially in Vancouver. And they start to go, oh, you know what? This guy, he's, he's really working hard. And... It, it, and it shows, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, he's the best going in the league. Well, well, okay, and of course everybody hates that. <laughs> but it, that was a, that was like made it worse for a little while. <laughs> and then eventually you start winning. <clears throat> and we I was on a couple my first two years of junior hockey, we were on I was on a team that ended up uh, coming third, and then we lost in overtime in the national championship game. Uh, when I was the starting goalie for Richmond, it was it was just that progression of going like, oh, people started seeing that you were good. And then, and then it started tapering off, and there was, a, I think, a respect that came from it because uh, hockey players are great people by nature. I, I, I truly believe that. I think that of all the athletes, they're the most respectful, nicest um, athletes around. And they're they were aware of of me and they were aware of what I was doing and what I was trying to do, and when they'd meet me, they'd know I was, you know a nice person and a good person, and all I was trying to do was do what they were doing right and earn it on on merit and uh and I was doing that for for a while and and you deal with all the same stuff, and then you become part of the team and it's just it it's it, it went away. Yeah. Hockey, hockey's
1: hockey's good that way. I wonder if your parents, did your parents have any challenges? I guess one of my small curses as a hockey parent was every rink I went to people wanted to talk about the Leafs or the Canucks and, and I just wanted to watch my kid play. Now that's the scale. Mm-hmm. The scale is magnified a hundred times when it's Curt and Goldie.
6: And yeah, but you, you know what? Yeah. Sort of, but, but I, I would say for, it's the same, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's, for you, you're in that world, too. And that's a small world. So for me, what was great about it was, like, here comes this clown. Like, it, this, is, this guy's got to be a joke. So there was kind of no expectation in any way, other than the fact that I was going to be horrible. And then I come out, and it's like, oh, wait, he's not horrible. He's, he's really he, – he's, he's been playing well. And obviously, we play bad and play good. And then There was years, right, enough good years and stuff. But it was always that ascension of going, oh, he's good enough to play the next level. For, for someone who's in the game or inside of the world, in hockey, because it's a small world, I think it's harder because there's an expectation that, like, well, his dad's in the sports. He's supposed to be good. His dad's this the right. and, and that's a whole different thing that I kind of didn't have to experience that, that part of it. But yes, for my parents, going to the game, all my dad wanted to do was watch me play. Because he, like, he like, have people wanted, coming up to he him? To
1: do. He has people coming up to him yelling, "Do the speech from Miracle, please! Do the speech from Miracle." Yeah. No, th- <laughs> no, because
6: first of all, when you meet my dad, it's not—he's not the type of person that you would feel comfortable going up and saying that. <laughs> right. Because he'd look at you, and he's a little intimidating, and and it's like, well, I don't want to. Okay, yeah, and, and 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 in a way where it makes it makes you feel like an idiot if you went up and did that because it's a stupid thing to do. So he didn't really get that, and he could head that stuff off really easy. He also, people were cool for the most part. You know, people, people are cool for the most part, as long as you're cool about yeah. it. As long as he would go into the ring, he got his, his, his team hat on, his jacket, he's supporting the team, everybody loves that. Uh, he's into it. He was so into it. Right. because he loved sports. He understood sports. And he was into the athletic sport aspect of how hockey related to life, how hockey, what, what it was giving me. He was excited watching me be able to uh, go through the trials and tribulations of what high-level athletics can give you as a human being. So everybody got that, and they were cool. And most people were were awesome. They were like the best easiest, you know, like, supportive people around.
1: Yeah, hockey people are good and, people. Uh, who screamed at the uh, refs yeah, or the coaches team. more? Kurt or Goldie, who screamed at the refs or the coaches more?
6: Oh, my, 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 my <laughs> dad was like, yeah, ruthless. he didn't scream. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He yep. he knew, like, that's, don't, don't do that. That's like, that's, all you're doing then is, like, making it worse for your kid and the other kids like that's like the worst he was not that type of parent
1: just stand by the boards and make that scary TV. face that he can make yeah, in yeah that's what he would do oh you see that yeah, would be would so intimidating did he ever wear the patch yeah, he didn't he has a patch what what, what is it a, is it the fast and the furious movie now or something he's worn a patch in a couple of movies and he looks like a badass with a patch
6: he 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 uh, that uh, that's Escape from New York. That's right. Like oh, that's right. Nineteen eighty. <laughs> okay, sorry. He, he, he didn't he, have he, one he, on he, in the he, in the Fast and the yeah. Furious
1: movie recently. Didn't he have a patch too? I just always see him with a patch. Uh,
6: uh, no, 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 no. I didn't. Right. No, not Fast. You know I didn't have a patch. Sorry. He, 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 he's. Uh, I can. I can almost guarantee you he will never wear a patch again in any <laughs> other movie in the history of time. <laughs> that's, that's something that you will, You will not see him doing you know, my dad's the most normal guy in the he's the most normal guy in the world and but do you, do you have any? About it.
1: i don't want to be ask those lame questions, but do you have give me one like growing up Hollywood story like I wanted a question with like you know a big party with like people doing jello shots off Michelle Pfeiffer's navel. Do you have any of those memories like that yeah. when you snuck out of your bedroom? <laughs>
6: No, they weren't like that. They weren't. I mean, like you, you, you met me. And you, you're talking to me now. Like, do you think that that's no, the type of parents? No, I know. Just disappointing because no. I want to live and, vicariously. And, and there, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there is, yeah, there's, I, yeah, I, I, I thank God that my parents weren't like that because I do look at some of those people and go, like, being your kid would be an absolute nightmare. Right. Um, but no, we didn't, we didn't have, we didn't do that, and and I, I don't have any of those stories. I mean, there's. Fun stuff I can remember with my parents doing fun stuff, but not like I don't know I can't really remember. Also, it wasn't something that they ever talked about right. to us as kids. Now I'm older and I'm acting, and there's stuff that we can talk about that's actually interesting and applies to the to the job. But it, but back then it was it was not about anything other than high school hockey, 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 baseball, hockey. It was fun. It was the kids' life. that, that they were the they were geniuses at parenting. They really were. They, 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 most people um, thought their selfish ambition sort of getting in the way of them being good parents, and that was something that they always put, put first.
1: Was it coincidence that you got all these athlete roles and uh, you, you played a hockey player? wasn't a huge role in This Is 40 where you were kind of trying to take home Leslie Mann, which I thought was a fantastic <laughs> scene. And my, my buddies James Van Riemsdyk and Scotty Hartnell made little cameos in that yeah. movie. And then you were a football player. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. So was that was that your first sort of big movie role? I don't have
6: the uh, order yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. Right? well, I don't think it was a coincidence because in acting is an odd thing in that you're constantly trying to play somebody else but do it real, right, or or, or not, but have some sort of reality in there. And uh, when you're first getting going, you're like, oh, well, what do I do? How the hell am I going to play somebody that I'm not or how, what, how do I do this other than just pure instinct? And, uh, I went into this audition with Judd Aptow and Leslie Mann was there and you read the scene. It's like a page and a half, two, two, three pages of dialogue or whatever. And then he goes, okay, now like improv. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm like I was like a hockey player six seconds ago. I'd not go to improv school. I like I didn't I didn't do any I don't know what, what I'm you know my brain I'm like, Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm improv and then he started saying like, Yeah, just him talk about hockey and I was like, Oh. Okay. Like easy. So I just talked about just started going off about like you know, like going to the lake in the summertime and like going to the rink and like whatever, whatever it was that we the conversation led. I got the part because I was obviously I knew what the hell I was talking about, and it made me realize like, oh, you take a little kernel of something that you are or that you know about, and then you expand and extrapolate on that kernel and so I don't think it, I don't think it's a coincidence at all in that like I was an athletic guy, I can, do, I can play sports, and using that little in you have is something that you're good at. To be able to get that next job and prove within the job once you get it that I can also do these other things, mm-hmm. I can also play this sad part or this funny part, of it. and then all of a sudden, when you start auditioning for the other roles that don't have anything to do with that, whether you play a serial killer or a green cop or you know any of the other things that I've I've been able to play, you know, kind of a philosopher stoner guy, you always have a you always have some piece of yourself that you're able to kind of show people that you're more than just that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of the 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 journey of an actor is constantly kind of having to prove to somebody that I can do this, too. And, you know, sometimes you go do something, and you're like, oh, I guess I can't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that you know? happens to me pretty much every day. Um, <laughs> other movies you can see, Wyatt Russell-Lynn, that I've seen, 22 Jump Street, he plays Channing Tatum's football buddy. Uh, Everybody wants some, which I I just discovered on a plane actually, and oh yeah, it's not a sequel, but a, I guess the fair word is uh, a continuation of of dazed and confused uh, different characters a few years later. And you, uh, I really liked that movie. It caught me off guard uh, because it took me back to that time because I'm old guy and that's when I was growing up. And uh, uh, you play a sort of stoner guy, but what I, I really liked about it was you weren't trying to be Matthew McConaughey. Or uh, Jeff Spicoli from Ridgemont High. This was a, 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 a yeah. different dude, and it was it was very funny.
6: Yeah, you you hit it on the head there because that's what when I got the part, I was like, well, okay, I don't want to do Spicoli because mm-hmm. that's been done. I don't want to do you know I don't want to be derivative of things that people have seen because the stoner character, especially in a Linklater movie, is it can be derivative. It can be like, well, I've seen that guy. That's boring. And what I, what was incredible about Rick and why he is Rick, Richard, like later, is uh, he, he understood that I understood sports in a way that was very, very personal to me and that I could bring, I could bring that to what I was doing in, in the inside of the film. And I've said, like, well, what if he's, like, a philosopher stoner? What if he's a guy who, like, uses the the, the medication <laughs> as something that can further his experience or further his life? So you can go down this other path rather than just, like, being some, like, you know, stoner guy who doesn't care. Right. When he really cares. Because at the end, when he leaves, it makes it sort of sad because he's been this kind of sage, wisdom-y guy. Right. Who it doesn't take any of his own advice. And actually, like, all of the things that he's talking about, he, all he's trying to do is hold on to the past.
1: The riff on... And uh, all talked I, about. Yeah, the riff against Van Halen was one of my favorite things.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was something that we came up with in rehearsals, and it was, like, you know, so much fun to do. But, yeah, th- that whole experience was a very special one. Listen, all the guys.
1: I, I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, the reason we're having Wyatt on here is because the film we co-starred in, uh, Goon Last of the Enforcers, okay. is now out on DVD. It's on Netflix, and it's amazing. By the way, Netflix. Like I, I think that I know. since it came out, I've had more people, you know, commenting to me on Twitter. Uh, Etc. About the movie than when it actually came out in theaters. Like I mean, that's the place now where these. Oh movies, really? Yeah, these movies come out and then. It's true. And then they have six months later when they come out. It's, I know. It's a brand new life to them, right?
6: It's, I know. It's really. It's true. I don't know. I don't know what that's... If I love it or or not, but like. <laughs> well, it's really. It's really great. The problem. The problem is like, well, if you didn't like the movie, then it's like it's there. It doesn't just exactly go away. But right. It, have it, you had one like this? It's,
1: have you had one that you hated, like, whatever role? You don't have to mention the movie where you just wanted yeah, to get away yeah. from it as soon as it was over.
6: I just, yeah, I did. I I, uh, I, I had a movie recently that, like, I wanted to, uh, yeah. Well, sorry, sorry. No, asked, hey, but, you got to go, you got to go. Sorry.
1: Tell no, them they no, no, you're no, no. doing the rubber boots podcast. It's yeah, more important I'm than doing some little show. More
6: important than getting my health checked. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. I I uh, I did a movie not so long ago that yeah. You come by the way. You come out and you learn about those things where you go. Um, okay, that, here's what here's what here's where the thing here's where the thing went wrong, and I don't want to repeat that again and. It's a learning experience, and then there's always something good that you can take out of everything, but yes, of course, I've done not that many, but um you know, yeah, I've done one that i that I don't like,' I love it. i I obviously cannot say the name, but it but there's <laughs> it was like, thank oh God, yeah. Well, that's, you know.
1: uh, that's one of the advantages of television in what I do. Uh, we have awful shows sometimes, right, where uh, it's a much smaller scale than movies. But, boy, that, that intermission sucked. But then it's over, and you, <laughs> you go on to the next intermission. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Bob McKenzie was brutal in that segment. No, that never happens, but it's usually me. <laughs> Um, okay, a couple of things before I let you go. I need to know this. I, when you were playing in Canada, tell me at some yeah. point that Kurt and Goldie and you were on the couch watching the panel, and Goldie said, "You know, that's a, that was a good quiz or something like that. Tell me that happened at some point.
6: I'm gonna. I, I, I'm gonna. You want me to lie to you? Yeah. I can just lie to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That was every night. That was what we. That was our bonding family moment.
1: Okay, I'm gonna cut out. I'm gonna really get. Shit. I'm gonna get the producer to cut off the part where you say that. <laughs> <right>.
6: yes. <laughs> uh, no, but for me, it was. For me, I, I watched you. I watched you every night. Na- I watched you every day, every night. It was like that's what you do. as a 17 year old. That, that was it. And my dad and I would watch. And my mom doesn't watch. TV, She doesn't even watch TV. But but, yeah, man. I mean, I watched. You were part of my young adolescence. You were like, you know. Well, now it you sounds like I
1: was fishing for a compliment, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, no,
6: no. A no.
1: um, couple things. Did you play? Did you play against Taylor Kitsch when he was out in BC?
6: No, I never played against him. I had a buddy who played with him I and mean, Kevin Keelan, who played on Langley when they were, or maybe he played a year. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. played with them. I never played against him or with him. I think he left a year early, earlier than uh, when I when I went to the. Oh,
1: I was wondering if you ever stoned him on a on a breakaway or anything. And and didn't you play? No, I don't think so. Were you at? Uh, was did you Cam Talbot play together at some point?
6: Yeah, Cam and I played against each other in Ontario, and then we played. We were goalie partners at Alabama, um, and I le- then I left two years into my time there. He stayed another year, and then he went and. Was a world beater in every league, and now he's right. doing. Fuck it! I was, last I was like pulling so hard <laughs> for Edmonton, and I I, I think they're going to be so much fun to watch. I'm so there's I'm more excited about them than I am the Kings. I'm a Kings fan, but I, I, I like it's just so exciting to watch that team. And and you know I'm completely, entirely, utterly biased. I played with Lucic and Cam. Okay, so both those guys. Um, or ex-teammates of mine that like, I'm obviously pulling very hard for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you played with Luch. I would have uh, tried to get a story out of him before I talked to you. But uh, listen, I know you have to get back to the show. I really appreciate you taking the time out and... Again, for those out there, Wyatt's really good in every movie that I've seen him in, including the one where he's a, well, a lot, he's a minor co-star with me in Goon, Last of the Enforcers, <laughs> playing Andrews Kane, who's not just a tough guy, but I think some of your best scenes are you have this dysfunctional relationship with your dad. And they, <laughs> yeah. uh, and those are some of the best scenes, I think, in the movie. So, listen, buddy, it was uh, well, really good all, of yeah. you to take some time out, and uh, um, best of luck in, in this role and the next movie that comes out, and everywhere down the line, I look forward to watching you.
6: Thanks a lot, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later.
1: Okay, take care.
0: This is J.D.'s Podcast. J.D.'s Rubber Boots Podcast. We're going to sit and relax and tell you all sorts of stories. Talk about life and little sports. You know we're going to play some games. And if nothing else, you know we're going to.
1: Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight?